Welcome, everyone, to the Center of College Football. I am your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska. And we are simply three days away from the college football season starting back up. Man, that just feel, that feels so great to say. I have waited so long for this season. It's been nearly seven months since the last game where the Alabama Crimson Tide got absolutely mopped. 44-16 to by the Clemson Tigers. Now, this season, I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams on the rise. I feel like this is going to be one of the craziest college football seasons that we have seen this century. Now, usually we would start the episode out by saying and going over the big games of the previous week. You know, who played, what upsets were pulled, what were the games of the week that I had talked about the week before. But the thing is, this is the preseason. There were no games last week. There are no games this week until Saturday. So since this is a preseason episode, you know, the format's going to be a little bit different. So if you hate it today, come back. Everything's going to be a little bit different next week. And if you love it, still come back. Um, I'm going to be talking about, you know, a lot of the big games coming up, um, who my predictions for conferences are, and playoffs and things like that. Now, first thing I'm going to go over is the preseason top 25. I'm not going to list off every single team that made the top 25 because nobody wants that. You can look it up online. It'll take longer to have me read it off than for you to just look it up, but I will go over a couple highlights. Now, one of the biggest things that a lot of people are noticing is Michigan is ranked number seven in the preseason poll, while Florida is ranked number eight. Now, they both went 10-3 and three last year, finished second in their divisions, uh, not making their respective conference championships. But if you guys remember, Florida absolutely and brutally tore apart Michigan in the Peach Bowl last year. And one of my biggest questions and a lot of people's questions is why is Michigan ranked higher? They've been pretty consistent with their records the past few years, you know, most years going about 10 and 3, um have going into a bit of a, a bit of a slump in 2017 going 8 and 4 in the regular season. While Florida has been kind of on the up and up. Now I have them being a little bit worse this year. Um have them going seven and five regular season. Please don't hate me. Um, I have them losing their three games that they lost last year. Missouri, Kentucky, and Georgia. Now, Missouri, I think they could win, but I also have them losing to LSU this year. I think LSU is going to be a phenomenal team this year, as well as Florida State. I think Florida State is going to be a lot better this year, but I do have them winning their bowl game against Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl. I know not the most flashy, prestigious bowl game out there, but I think that's what they're going to pull off this year with their schedule. Um, Sorry, I went off on a bit of a tangent there about Florida. Uh, The next big thing that I noticed was Notre Dame is ranked number nine. They are the only team that made the playoffs last last year that is not in the top four. Clemson is ranked number one. They were going into the playoffs ranked number two last year. Alabama is the exact opposite, ranked number two in the preseason poll, and we're ranked number one going into the playoffs last year. And Oklahoma is number four in the preseason poll, same that they were going into the playoffs. Notre Dame was ranked number three going into the playoffs, but according to the AP preseason poll, Georgia is ranked number three.
The next big surprise on here was Michigan State. They went 7-6 and six last year. Respectable schedule. Um, sorry, record. Um, they lost in the Red Box Bowl to Oregon 7-6, to six, ironically enough. And they're ranked number 18. The next big thing was... Washington State. Now, I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here. Washington State went 11 and 2 last year. 11 and 2. They got an upset pulled against them with University of Southern California and sadly lost their rivalry game and the Pac-12 North title to Washington because there was a lot of snow in that game so they didn't get to play as they wanted to. And they ended up winning the Alamo Bowl against Iowa State. But they went 11-2, and and they're ranked number 23. These guys have been getting better every single year. And I think they're the single most slept-on team in the country right now. I feel like they're going to be very good, and I don't think they should be ranked that low. The next thing that a lot of people are noticing, and I'm frankly happy about, because as you can tell from the intro, I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, and have been a Nebraska fan my entire life. Nebraska is ranked number 24. They are the only team in the 20, top 25 that missed a bowl game last year. Has a losing schedule that is in the top 25. They went 4-8 and eight last year. With, you know, they started out the season 0-6, but ended the season 4-2. and two. That's, you know, a .66 winning ratio sorry, percentage, and basically the equivalent of 8-4 and four at the end of the season. So those are some highlights from the preseason poll. One big thing that I've noticed and a lot of people are looking at, the conference with the most teams, I believe, in the preseason poll is not who you would would expect it to be. It is not the SEC. The SEC has only six teams in the preseason poll. I say only, but and granted they do have four teams in the top 10, but the big thing that I've noticed is the Big 10 has seven teams in the preseason top 25 poll. Um those include Ohio State at number 5, Michigan at number 7, Penn State at number 15, Michigan State at number 18, Wisconsin at 19, Iowa at 20, and Nebraska at 24. This is a big surprise to me because I think a lot of people can objectively agree that the SEC is the single best conference in the nation and has been for some time. Now, as previously stated, the SEC does have six teams in the preseason top 25 with four in the top 10, that being Alabama at two. LSU at 6, Florida at 8, and I'm sorry I missed, Georgia at 3, Texas A&M at 12, and a little bit of a surprise to me, Auburn at 16, because they had a pretty steep drop-off this year, going from 10, I'm sorry, yes, 10 and 4, um, losing to Clemson, LSU, and Georgia in the SEC Championship and University of Central Florida in the Peach Bowl in 2017 to 8-5, 7-5 regular season and beating Purdue in their bowl game. I think it is a bit of a surprise because I don't see this team being 
on the up and up that much. So that's my two cents. And now we move on to conference championship games. Now, moving on to the conference championship games, in order to build fake suspense, you can just fast forward if you want. I'm going to go from the group of five and then move up to the power five conferences, go over who wins each division and who wins each conference. Now, first off is the Conference USA. I have Middle Tennessee once again coming back and winning the East with North Texas winning the West this time. Yes, UAB, I apologize, but you will not be in the conference championship game this year. Now, Middle Tennessee, I have them going 8-4 and four regular season. I have them taking pretty obvious losses to Michigan and Duke, two Power 5 teams, as well as Iowa. Um, they have a very difficult non-conference schedule this year with their only non-conference game not being from a Power 5 team, being Tennessee State, an FCS team, which I guess evens it out a little bit. I also have them being upset by Charlotte, um, a team in their division. I have them finishing 7-1 and one regular season and playing North Texas for the conference championship game. North Texas, on the other hand, I have going 9-3 and three overall in the regular season, 7-1 and one in conference play. I have them losing to Cal as well as Houston. Um, you know, Houston is a very good group of five team. They have been for a while. They were one of the four group of five teams in the playoff era to make a New Year's Six Bowl, so I think they'll be able to take down North Texas. Um, I also have them getting taken down in a close game to Louisiana Tech. Now, these two games, or I apologize, these two teams will meet and play for the conference title, and I have North Texas pulling out the win, becoming the conference champion this year. I just think the way the little bit I've seen North Texas play, I think they will be good enough to take down Middle Tennessee State, and Middle Tennessee will lose the conference championship a second year in a row. Now, the next conference is the Sun Belt Conference. Now, I currently am predicting to have Arkansas State winning the West. They will go 9-3 and three regular season and 6-2 and two in conference play. They will pretty obviously lose to Georgia because they are Georgia. Um, they'll lose to Troy. Troy, I frankly think, is one of the best group of five teams right now, as well as a small upset to University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, and then winning the East, I have Troy, as previously mentioned. I think they're a phenomenal team. Uh, I have them going 6-2 and two conference play, 9-3 and three overall. They'll lose to Missouri, an SEC team. Um, and they'll also lose to Georgia Southern, frankly, not a bad um, group of five team, as well as an upset to University of Louisiana Lafayette. Um, the deciding game will come in the final week, rivalry week, um, against Appalachian State. Um, Appalachian State will put up a good fight, but I think Troy will ultimately come out on top and win the Eastern Division. Now, Arkansas State will play Troy for a second time in the conference championship game. I think that Arkansas State will come out on top, mainly because Troy already will have beaten them in the regular season. And as a lot of you know and a lot of you have seen, it is very, very, very difficult to beat a team twice in one year. So I think that Arkansas State will be able to 
take down Troy and win the Sun Belt Conference. Third conference in this list of conference championship games is the Mid-American Conference. Now, currently winning the West, I have Toledo. They won the West uh, a couple years ago, and I believe won the MAC as well. I have them going eight and four, six and two regular season. I know six and two is a little bit of a trend, and I'm sorry. Um, they will lose to Kentucky as well as BYU. BYU, I've always felt, along with Army, is kind of this in-between ground of group of five and power five teams, so I have them losing that game. Um, they will also lose a late-season game to Northern Illinois as well as Buffalo, but their record will be good enough to keep them in the conference championship race, and they will win the East that year. Now, repeating as Western Division champions is Buffalo. Um I have them going 10-2, and two, regular season, 7-1 and one conference play. They will lose to Penn State, and they will have a massive upset pulled against them against Miami of Ohio. Now, I don't know why I think this will happen. I just have this strange feeling it will. I'm probably wrong, but upsets happen any given Saturday. Anything can happen. And so Toledo will meet Buffalo for the conference championship, and... I think Buffalo is a good enough team that they will be able to take down Toledo for a second time in the conference championship game, and they will not get upset by an 8-4 and four team from the East, and they will be able to win the Mid-American Conference this year. Now, the next conference up is the Mountain West. Now, this, I think, and a lot of people I think can agree, going back and forth with the AAC is the single best group of five conference. The AAC has been kind of on the up and up with UCF and Houston and Cincinnati the past few years, but I still think that historically the Mountain West is the best group of five conference. Now, winning the Mountain West Mountain this year, I have Fresno State. I have them going undefeated in conference play, but they have their two first games against the University of Southern California as well as Minnesota I have them losing them. Their Power 5 teams, both USC and Minnesota, are predicted to be a lot better than they were last year. And Minnesota, while in Minnesota, beat Fresno State last year. So I think Minnesota will be able to take down Fresno State once again. Winning the Mountain West West, it sounds really derivative to me, and I hate the division name, whoever came up with that, why? I have Boise State winning. So, yes, we do have a repeat game. I have the Broncos going 11-1. and one. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking. That one loss is probably going to be to Florida State or something. No, I have them beating Florida State. I think Florida State is going to be good, but I don't think they'll be able to win against Boise State. No, the loss I have will be what takes them out of a New Year's Six Bowl. I have them losing to Utah State. Utah State, I think, is a team that's always good, but not quite good enough to win the Mountain West West each year. Um, but I think they'll be able to take down Boise State in late season game, but their record against everyone else will not be good enough to win them the Mountain West West. Now, Boise State and Fresno State will meet once again for the Mountain West title 
and I think Boise State will be able to take down Fresno State this year. Last year, as a lot of you remember, Fresno State was able to win, but I think Boise State will be ready this year, um, especially with that late season loss to Utah State. They'll kind of learn, you know, we're not invincible because they'll be coming off a nine-game winning streak and then lose to Utah State. So that's why I have Boise State winning the Mountain West. Now, finally, for the group of five, we have what I think is one of the most open conferences for the group of five as far as who's going to win it. But I do have pretty concrete answers of who I think is going to win. Now, for the East, I have University of Central Florida repeating for the third time as Eastern Division champions. And you know what? I have them going 12-0 regular season. Now, I know what a lot of you people are saying. But, Jeffrey, they got buried by LSU last year. Okay, first off, they didn't get buried. They got beat. They had their starting quarterback gone and a brand-new coach in his first year that took them to 12-1, and won a conference championship, and they lost by eight in a high-scoring game, 40-32. to They also have a two-year regular season winning streak. Haven't lost a single game. No team in the country can claim that right now. So, yes, I do think University of Central Florida will win the East. Now, winning the West, once again, is Memphis. I have them going 10-2, and 7-1 and in conference play. I have them losing to Ole Miss. And, yes, I know they're favored, but I think that Ole Miss, now that they're off their bowl ban, will be a tiny bit better. Not much. I still have them missing a bowl game but they'll have some drive to win. Their other loss will be to Temple. Temple's a good team, and I think that Memphis will drop the game there. Now, I know what you guys are saying, and I know these picks are controversial because Memphis is favored in every game, and they're going to go 12-0 and win the conference and, you know, go to the, you know, go to a New Year's Six Bowl. Okay, well, Miami was also favored in every game last year, and they went 7-5. and five. So not every prediction's right. A lot of these predictions are probably not going to be right on my show. All of them are probably going to be wrong. Who knows? So, yes, I have them going 10-2. and two. And for the third time, UCF will meet Memphis for the conference championship. And for the third time, UCF will beat Memphis. UCF... I think currently is the single best group of five team in the nation. There have been five group of five New Year's Six Bowls in the playoff era. Two of them were held by UCF. UCF went to two of them, won one, lost one. There is no team in the nation from the group of five that can say they have been to two New Year's Six Bowls. Every other team, Houston, Boise State, and Western Michigan, have only been to one. So yes, I think UCF will win again, and I think they will go to a New Year's Six Bowl. You will find out who they are playing once I get to those predictions. And with that, we move on to the Power 5 conferences. Now, the first conference I'm going to be going over is the Pac-12. Now, for the South, I have a bit of a controversial choice. I know that Utah is the big favorite in the conference, but I think their schedule is too difficult this year. They have to play out of the North, both Washington and Washington State, and I think they will drop both those games. They're the two best teams in the Pac-12, 
and I think they'll drop those two games as well as a game to Arizona and Arizona State, taking them to 8-4. and four. So my pick for the Pac-12 South is Arizona State. Uh, they will go 9-3, and three, losing to Michigan State, Oregon, and Washington State throughout the year, going 7-2 and two conference play. And I know this is a bit of a controversial choice. I still think Utah could very easily win the Pac-12 South this year. Um, but Arizona State is my choice. And for the Pac-12 North, going back to my rageful tangent, I have Washington State. Not only do I have Washington State, I have them going undefeated, 12-0. and And... You know, everyone's like, oh, Washington State's not going to be good. They're 23rd in the AP poll. Every single year since 2016, they have been getting better and better. 2016, they were 8-5. 2017, they were 9-4. and four. And last year, they were 11-2. and two. If this pattern repeats, they will go at least 12-0 and 0 in the regular season. So, yes... Washington State does play Arizona State in the regular season, and I have them winning, but I do think that Washington State will play Arizona State, and Washington State will once again win. It will go 13-0, winning the Pac-12, but I do think this will be a very close game, possibly overtime, um, but Washington State will ultimately come out on top, winning the Pac-12 this year, and finally getting over that hump against Washington. Next up is the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference. Now, first off, my pick for the Atlantic Division is, you know, this this was a really tough choice for me. I think the Atlantic Division is, is really wide open. You know, it could be Florida State. It could be Boston College. It could be Louisville. Of course, I'm kidding. It's Clemson. Clemson is going to win the Atlantic. They just became the first team to go 15-0 in the modern era. Clemson will win the Atlantic. I don't hear any arguments. I don't want to hear any arguments because Clemson will win the Atlantic. Just by the saying that, I probably jinxed it, but I do think Clemson will win the Atlantic. They'll go 12 and 0 conference play. I do think there is a slight possibility for Syracuse to take them down in the regular season, but I think with last year that being a really close game and the year before them losing to them, um, they'll be very very prepared to play Syracuse. Now, in the Coastal Division, I think it is very much so one of the most open divisions in college football as well as the Big Ten West. I think this is a division that anyone can win, really, with the exception of North Carolina. I'm not very high on them this year. I think anyone can win. Now, a team I have winning the Coastal is probably everyone's favorite pick. I have Virginia. Um, I have them going 5-3 and three in conference play, 8-4 and four overall and losing two games in divisional play. Now, the reason I'm talking about divisional play um, while I have it for the rest is because this conference is going to be very, very, very close because I also have Duke and Pittsburgh going 5-3 and three this year with two losses in divisional play. And the thing is, I have Virginia beating Duke, Duke beating Pitt, and Pitt beating Virginia. This is going to be very similar to the Texas, Texas Tech, Oklahoma situation that happened a few years ago. But the big deciding factor is Virginia overall is 8-4, and four, while Duke and Pitt will both be 7-5. and five. And there will be a tiebreaker based on ranking that gives Virginia the little extra nudge 
up to the Atlantic Coast Conference championship game. Now, probably pretty obviously, I have Clemson winning the ACC once again for the, what will this be now, the fifth time in a row? Um, you know, Clemson is, frankly, right now nearly unstoppable. Um, they're, they plowed through their schedule last year, and I think they'll do it again now that they have Trevor Lawrence uh, playing the entire season. So I have Clemson once again winning the ACC. Now is for a conference that has a lot of questions where there's some new coaches coming in where a lot of teams have the opportunity to win this, and that is the Big 12. Now, I personally, the first team I have going into the Big 12 championship game is Oklahoma for the third year in a row. Uh, I have them going 11-1 and with the exact same record they did last year. They will lose to Texas once again because Texas will be better. But here is the thing. I do not have Texas going to the Big 12 championship this year. It is a surprising choice, a controversial choice, and I guarantee most likely my most controversial. I have West Virginia being the second team playing for the Big 12 title game. Now, they will go 10-2 and with losses to North Carolina State, a team that I feel will be very good this year, as well as Oklahoma in the regular season. Now, as I said, this is going to be very controversial, and I think you all know where I'm going with this. A 10-2 West Virginia will go in and beat an 11-1 Oklahoma team. It's very difficult, as said previously, to beat a team twice in a year. So I think that West Virginia will be able to walk in and take down the Oklahoma Sooners, being the first team in the new Big 12 championship era to win besides Oklahoma. The second to last conference as far as conference championships go is what I think is one of the single most exciting conferences, one of the ones that will have the best games this year, and that is the Southeastern Conference. Now, once again, as a lot of people have guessed, I have Alabama winning the West. I have them going 12-0 and in conference play, and sweeping through their schedule. Uh, a lot of people think that they're going to be worse this year. A lot of people have them being number four at the end of the season, most likely with one loss. I don't think that's going to happen. They had, sure, they had a terrible loss to Clemson last year, but I don't think it's going to destroy them. I don't think that's going to ruin their program. Uh, winning the East, I have Georgia. And I also have them going 12-0 and regular season. I think they'll be able to sweep through their schedule. And so I have two undefeated teams going uh, into the SEC championship. I think this will be a game between, you know, number two and number three uh, in Alabama and Georgia, respectively. And I think it'll be a game for the ages. I think it'll be a real close nail-biter, but I think in the end... Alabama will come out on top. Again, it's going to be very, very close, but I think Alabama will win this game, once again winning the SEC. And last but definitely not least is the Big Ten. I think this is, without question, the most open conference. You know, I believe really 10 of about the 14 teams have a chance to win the conference this year. Uh, 
or their divisions. The four that I don't think have a chance. I don't think Indiana has a chance. I don't think Maryland has a chance. I don't think Rutgers does. And I definitely don't think Illinois does. I think none of those teams are good enough. I think especially the first three are in one of the toughest divisions in college football. So I don't be able, I don't believe they'll be able to win their division or their conference. But in the West, uh, I have what a lot of people are already predicting and a team that will frankly make one of the best season turnarounds in recent history. And that's the Nebraska corn Huskers. And maybe I'm a little biased because I'm from Nebraska, but they're the only team that didn't make a bowl game that made it to the top 25. And I think that means something. I have them going 10 and two, seven and two in conference play. I think they will lose to Purdue. Uh, Purdue's always a bit of a scary team. Uh, they, lose their small games, but win their big games. You know, they showed that against Ohio State last year, mopping them 49-20 to and taking out Ohio State's playoff hopes. I also think, and this might be controversial to some, I have Nebraska losing to Maryland. You know, it's a trap game. It's right after Wisconsin, who always seems to have Nebraska's number. You know, ever since Nebraska joined the Big Ten, Nebraska's only beaten Wisconsin once. And that was in 2012, and Wisconsin, later that year, beat Nebraska in the Big Ten Championship in a gruesome, gruesome beating um, in a championship where they shouldn't have even been. They were third in their division and only got to go because Ohio State and Penn State were on sanctions. Um, And so Nebraska is going to be looking at that Wisconsin game a lot, and the week after Maryland is Iowa. Huge rivalry game um, that Nebraska almost won last year, so they're going to be eyeing that game a lot. It's in Maryland, which either Nebraska to Maryland or Nebraska to Rutgers, I believe, is the longest stretch of distance in the Big Ten. So, you know, it's an away game, and not a lot of fans will most likely be able to go out there, so Maryland's going to have a huge home field advantage. And Maryland... You know, they kind of scared Ohio State last year. They they lost, but it was by one point in overtime because of a bad pass and a two-point conversion because they didn't want to be patient and just hold the team out. So, But I do think Nebraska will have a good enough record to win the Big Ten West. Now, winning the Big Ten East is a lot of people's favorites. I have Michigan winning it. They will finally be able to get over the hump that is Ohio State. Uh, I have them going 12-0. and A lot of people have them going 11-1 and with a loss to maybe Penn State, maybe Michigan State, hell, possibly even Army. But I think that, you know, that will be good enough to win this year. Really, everything kind of depends on how good Michigan State is. Uh, I currently have them going, uh, what was my prediction for them, 8-4. and four. Um, five and four in conference play, but Michigan is, they're always a team that's either, you know, amazing, um, you know, as shown in their 11 and one year regular season, um, in 2015 or just wallowing in mediocrity as shown last year in their seven and five year in conference play. So I think Michigan will win the big 10 West, I'm sorry, East, um, you know, Ohio State just lost their Heisman finalist quarterback as well as their national championship winning coach. And I'm not saying Ryan Day is going to be terrible. I have Ohio State going 9-3, and three, which I think is respectable. You know, 
if you look at Ohio State's schedule from last year, if they were one possession worse, they would have gone, I believe it was eight and four, which, you know, I think going one possession worse with a brand new coach is pretty good. Um, so I have them going nine and three, losing to Michigan, Penn State, and Nebraska. Um, so Michigan will get over that hump that is Ohio State, and they will go to Indianapolis with Nebraska. Now, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Nebraska is going to pull off this crazy upset and take down Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. As much as I love Nebraska, I've been a Nebraska fan for 15 years. I've loved them forever. They will not win the Big Ten Championship. I frankly think they will kind of get pummeled by Michigan. Nebraska is going to be great this year, but, you know, they're not going to be able to pull off what Scott Frost did in his second year at UCF. Um, You know, again, he'll do a great job. He'll pull them way, way up, but no, I don't think they'll win the conference championship this year. Maybe next year, probably next year, but not this year. Michigan will win, and for the first time, win the Big Ten Championship game. And now that that long stretch that was going over conference championships is over, I will now go over the New Year's Six Bowls. I'm not going to go over all of the bowl games because that would just take forever, and I don't think anyone wants to hear a three-minute explanation on who's going to go to the Kamalia Bowl. It's going to be Troy versus Ohio by the way, with Troy winning, if anyone was curious. but um, So this will not include the playoffs. That's going to be a different section. But the first bowl I'm going to go over is the Sugar Bowl. Now, this is a Big 12 versus SEC tie-in. So I have West Virginia, the 11-2 and Big 12 championship team, taking on the 11-1 and Louisiana State Tigers. Now, 11 and 1, I think they're going to be phenomenal this year. They're going to be better. Um last year they went 9 and 3 regular season, losing to Florida, Texas A&M, and Alabama. I think they will take down both Florida and Texas A&M this year, but they won't be able to get over the hump that is Alabama yet. Um so I have them going 11 and 1. Um and another controversial choice, I have West Virginia winning. Uh, I'm really high on West Virginia, and I know this is controversial, but I think West Virginia will win in a very close game against LSU this year and becoming the Sugar Bowl champions. The next game is the Rose Bowl. Um, This kind of gives away who's going to the playoffs, but I have it being Nebraska versus Arizona State. Um, You know, the 10-3 Nebraska Cornhuskers facing the 9-3 Arizona State Sun Devils. For me in this bowl game, this pick's pretty easy. I think Nebraska's going to win the Rose Bowl. You know, I think that Scott Frost will be able to close out the decade with Nebraska's best season of the decade. Um, finishing it off 11-3, and which I think is very, very good from going from 4-8 and to 11-3, and which is the game jump that he made at UCF in his second year, going from 6-7 and to 13-0. and and I just don't think Arizona State's going to be able to pull it off. You know, I think the Pac-12 South is, frankly, a very weak division. So it won't be too hard to win that division. And so I don't think um, they'll be able to win the Rose Bowl, and that'll be showed against Nebraska. 
The next bowl game is the Orange Bowl. Um, it's ACC versus either Big Ten, SEC, or Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not going to be good enough this year to make a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, for anyone wondering, I have them going 9-3, and three, losing to Michigan, Georgia, and University of Southern California. Um, so this Orange Bowl will be Georgia, the SEC championship champion team, and maybe a surprise to a lot of you, um, the North Carolina State Wolfpack. Now, I know a lot of you guys were thinking it was probably going to be Virginia, um, but North Carolina State, I think, is going to be a phenomenal team this year. Um, they started out with a very good winning streak last year and were undefeated for quite a few weeks. I have them going 10-2 and this year, um, losing to Clemson and Syracuse, two of the best teams in the ACC Atlantic Division. Um, but I think this team will be the best outside of Clemson in the ACC. But Georgia will ultimately come out on top in the Orange Bowl, finishing off 13-1 and um, with one of their best seasons in a long time. The last New Year's Six Bowl is the Cotton Bowl. And with my prediction, this is one I'm very, very, very excited for. I have the 11-2 Oklahoma Sooners taking on the 13-0 University of Central Florida Knights. Now, I know a lot of people are expecting UCF to have a drop-off, but, you know, that was only one game that they messed up out of nearly 26. Yes, I'm sorry, exactly 26 games. And I know a lot of people are extremely high on Oklahoma, thinking they're going to win the Big 12 this year and go to the playoffs for a third year in a row. But I I don't know. I just think West Virginia is going to come out on top on that Big 12 championship game, and UCF will come out on top on the AAC championship game. They will get the group of five bid. Now, I do think it will be very, very close between UCF and Boise State, but that one loss Boise State had to Utah State, will knock them out of the New Year's Six Group of Five bid. And I think it will be, frankly, a game for the ages. Could be a close repeat to the uh, 2007 Fiesta Bowl between Boise State and Oklahoma. Uh, and I think ultimately UCF will come out on top, ending and capping off another perfect season. Now that the non-playoff New Year's Six Bowl predictions are completed, next up is the playoffs themselves. Now, a lot of people listening right now probably already know who I'm going to be choosing for the playoffs based on the records I have and the predictions I have for teams, but the rankings for each teams are yet to be decided and are up for speculation. Now, the first playoff game I have is the Peach Bowl. Uh, which I have number one Clemson playing at number four Washington State. Now, Clemson easily is going to be number one. They are preseason number one, and they have one of the most ruthless and dangerous teams in the nation right now, as well as one of the most insane quarterbacks in the country in Trevor Lawrence. Now, I think that last year, if he had played the entire season and wasn't a freshman, he easily would have been one of the top Heisman contenders. And I think this year he will be, as well as Tua Tungavaleo from Alabama. I think they are one of the strongest teams in the nation, and that's why they will be number one. Now, number four, Washington State, on the other hand, I do think they are one of the strongest teams most underrated teams in the nation and will be one of the strongest teams in the country. 
But with that being stated, having them go 13-0, and I do believe they will be very, very similar to the 2014 Florida State Seminoles in the way that they win every single game, but a lot of games are only won by a very small margin, whereas, you know, if they had been one possession worse, they would have gone 8-5, and 9-4. and four. Now, I love this team. I'm very high on this team, but I think that will be exposed in the playoff game against Clemson, and maybe in a few years, Washington State will be a true contender for the national title. You know, an act, a full-on threat, someone who can take down top-level teams, but I think in this game that will be exposed and Clemson will take down Washington State easily. And now in the next playoff game is the Fiesta Bowl where I have number two Alabama playing number three Michigan. Um, Alabama, again, easily number two for me. I think that they are really the biggest threat to Clemson and vice versa with with Clemson being the only threat to Alabama. They will, for the most part, easily sweep through their schedule. You know, they'll have a tough time against LSU. Um, and the SEC championship, I think, frankly, will think, I frankly think will be one for the ages. Sorry about that. Uh, but I do think they still will be one of the top nation teams in the nation. I am unable to speak right now. This is the first episode. Please forgive me for any and all mistakes. Now, number three, Michigan, I think will be a great team. Um, you know, finally being able to get over that Ohio State hump, getting past Penn State, Michigan State, and I think this will be a closer game than Clemson and Washington State, but Alabama will be the better team in the end and take down Michigan um, in a closer game, but still by a very good margin. And, and yes, I know a lot of people don't want this, but I once again, for the fifth year in a row, have Alabama playing Clemson. This will also be the fourth time in five years where they play directly for the national title. I think this is obvious. They are unstoppable. They are the only threats to each other. And... My prediction, and I know this may be a little controversial, I think Alabama will win. First off, and maybe this is a bit of superstition, every year it's gone back and forth between the two teams. 2015, Bama won. 2016, it was Clemson. 2017, it was Bama. And 2018, it was Clemson. It's gone back and forth every single year. And based on history, it's Alabama's turn. Now, I think another reason that Bama will win is... Clemson coming off that Washington State game, you know, absolutely pummeling a undefeated team. They're going to feel unstoppable. They're going to feel super confident. They're going to think of the way that they beat down on Alabama last year and be extremely overconfident. Now, Alabama, on the other hand, with coming off that game to Michigan, they will have won, but it it won't be close, but it'll be closer than Bama wants it to be, making them train and practice harder for Clemson, as well as the motivation from Saban getting the worst loss he has ever received at the University of Alabama last year against Clemson. I think Alabama is going to be a lot more motivated, a lot more ready, and a lot more prepared to take on Clemson. And I think that Alabama this year will win its 18th national title.
And now with the preseason section completed, we move on to week zero of college football. I am so excited for these two games. And yes, I know one's completely overshadowing the other, but there are two games this week. Not one, but two. The first game is the previous year 10-3 and three Florida Gators taking on the 7-6 and six previous year Miami Hurricanes in Orlando. A great neutral site game and a rivalry game that hasn't been played since 2013 where Miami took down Florida 21-16. to 16. Now this is a rivalry game that isn't played very often, but when it is played it is very heated. Um, luckily both Miami and Florida have agreed to a home-and-home -home series in 2024 and 2025. Now, this year, I think both of these teams will underperform a little bit more than they did last year. As previously mentioned, I think that Florida will go 7-5 and five regular season and win their bowl game, and Miami, I believe, will go about 6-6 six and six regular season and win their bowl game. Uh, unlike last year, where they got beaten down pretty hard against Wisconsin 38-3 in the pinstripe bowl. But Florida has a great coach, a phenomenal quarterback, and I think they will come out on top in this game with Florida getting their first win of the season. Now, the second game coming up this year, which I frankly think is overly slept on because it is looking to be a great game, is Arizona versus Hawaii. Now, Arizona, of course, is a Power 5 team, and Hawaii is a group of five team in the Mountain West, but frankly, they aren't that bad. You you know, they were the Colt Brennan days earlier in the century where they were pretty dominant. They were kind of a Cinderella team that year. Now, this will be played in Hawaii. I think these teams are pretty even. I have Arizona going about 5-7 and seven with Hawaii going 6-7 and seven, since they, for some reason, play 13 games a year. Sadly, with the number of bowl-eligible teams I have this year, both of them will miss out on a bowl game. But I think that it'll be a very good game. It'll be a close game. But I think, ultimately, Arizona's going to come out on top. They're a Power 5 team, and I think that that'll just be too good. You know, last year, uh, they pulled off that phenomenal upset against Oregon, taking them down, I believe it was 44-16, to 16, you know, and I think everyone's a little too high on Oregon and that game might be proof of it, but Arizona's going to be a little too much for Hawaii, and Arizona's going to end up winning. Now, those are the only games being played this week. Um, for future reference, usually how the format of this show is going to go is I'll do one game of the week for every conference. We'll go over that. Uh, we'll also talk about the games from previous weeks, as well as games that are playoff eliminators. Now, how I do my playoff eliminator is very similar to the YouTube channel College Football Chronicle. If you haven't seen his videos, he does a phenomenal job. He's not paying me to say this. Watch his videos. They're great. Um, how I'm doing this is for Power 5 teams, along with Notre Dame and for me, Army and BYU, if they have two losses, they are automatically out of the playoffs. If any of them lose to a group of five team, they are out of the playoffs. And if they lose to an FCS team, obviously they're out of the playoffs. And as far as group of five teams go, if they lose at all, 
they are out. Um, group of five also includes Liberty, New Mexico State, and UMass. Now, and I won't go over every Eliminator game every week because that would take forever. I'll really just go over the Power Five versus Power Five or Group of Five versus Group of Five. The only Eliminator game this week is Arizona versus Hawaii. The team that loses will really be out of the playoffs before the season officially starts. Um, and, you know, again, I apologize. This format is not usual. This is the preseason episode. Now everything's not going to be the same. If you despise it passionately, come back. Things are going to be different next week. If you love this, still come back because this is a show where I give my controversial opinion about college football. There's no corporate meddling, no big show paying me. I'm just some 15-year-old kid with a microphone. And I know the quality is going to be bad on this because I just got my equipment the other day and I wanted to get this out as soon as possible. Most time, most of the time, I will try to get these out either every Tuesday evening of the week or Wednesday morning. But the way this is looking, I'm most likely going to get this out Friday morning or afternoon. So at most 36 hours before the first game of the season, and I want to have more time than that, so the editing is not going to happen this week. I'm going to just put this in, really, for the most part, unedited. There's a couple small edited pieces, but you know what? We'll go with this. For every um that I say in this episode, add all those together, and that will be the final score of the Miami-Florida game, so probably going to be some, you know, 72-74 Texas A&M LSU type game because of the amount of ums I'm saying. But, you know, I hope that you enjoyed this show. I hope that you come back, and I'll see you next time. Or I won't see you next time, but you'll hear me again, and hopefully these predictions are correct in some way. Reporting from the center of college football, Lincoln, Nebraska, I am Jeffrey Calhoun, and I will see you next time.